Welcome to Being Frank with Frank. I'm your host, Frank, and I'm a recovering alcoholic, a loving husband, a good friend, a mentor, and according to most people that know me, a little bit crazy. If you like the show, please share it. Well, I got a great thing for you all today. My wife is uh, Deborah. I call her Han or Deb, is going to be on the podcast today with me, and she's we are going to talk about our recent two-week vacation in uh, in Geneva State Park at the Cedar Cabins. And so without further ado, here's my wife, Debbie. Hi, hon. Hi, hon. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I don't know if you're all interested in our vacation. I'm not sure that you will be, but Frank thinks you will be, so here we are. No, I think they're probably more interested in hearing from you. Oh, I'm not all that interesting, really. <laughs> and most of the time, not very funny. So, yeah, take it for what it is. So, let me let me start. I told Frank I would start just a couple of notes. So, we, we stayed at the Geneva State Park Cedar Cabins, which are not the cabins at the lodge. The ones at the lodge there at the end of, um, you know, the Geneva Strip are part of that lodge. They're very expensive. And we stayed at the cheap resort one over in the park across from the campgrounds. Um, there, there's 12 little cedar cabins that we've looked at for years and we've never gone to. Uh, so this year we decided it would be the year we go. They're very reasonably priced. And honestly, if you have a couple of kids and you just want to get away, I think it would be a super great place to go. So um, let me qualify everything I'm going to say by telling you that my idea of camping is the Holiday Inn or maybe the Red Room, but definitely not a tent or a campground or things like that. Yeah, we did that for years when we were much younger. Absolutely. We also had a little pop-up camper, too. It just popped up on one side, but we, we used it for years. But we, we were really much younger. We were still probably in our 20s. 30s. 30s? Yeah. Yeah, and we're much past that. So, so everything I'm going to say, take it from someone who is not a camper. Um, so, I will tell you that Geneva State Park is a little known resource that we have in our backyard that is absolutely phenomenal. The, the trails and the park itself and the people who work there were nothing but stellar. Any issues we had, they were right on it. We talked to a lot of the maintenance people and, you know, they helped us with things. And I, it was just phenomenal from the people who worked at the campgrounds. The Cedar Cabins are actually part of the campgrounds, which is right across the street. And that's that's part of the state park, right. which our tax, pay, tax money pays for. Exactly. So you should use it. And the beach there was just a wonderful and they cleaned it up while we were there. We were there the last two weeks in May. Um, you know, the restrooms were all great. The marina was fantastic. And, yeah. you know, so I, I can't say enough about that natural resource that we have in our backyard that for those of us who live nearby is probably something that, you know, you don't go too often or never or whatever. But it, it is something you should check out. And if you have a bike or you like to walk or whatever, there's tons and tons of trails. So uh, kudos to the people who work there. It was, they were excellent. 
Um, and we stayed in cabin number 12, which is the cabin closest to the lake of all of them. So basically, we sat on the porch, and it was, I don't know, 20 feet away from, or 20 yards away from the lake. It was yeah. right there. Um, so we had a phenomenal view of the lake. Beautiful sunrise every morning. Beautiful sunset every night. You know, it, if there wasn't any clouds, we were lucky. There was only rain one day, and that was when we were leaving. It was so, unbelievable weather. Yeah, it was unbelievable weather for the end of May. So low humidity, very warm temperatures. It was beautiful. Right. So that was actually that was really really nice. So. Our cabin, you know, the cabin is probably as rustic as I would like to be. Um, you know, had a nice little living room, one-person kitchen, bathroom, bedroom. Uh, the bedroom had a full-size bed in it. Then it had a loft that had um, uh, uh, mattresses on the floor. It was only like a three-foot loft, but if you have kids, you could easily go up there. We had friends stay with us, and uh, they, they didn't mind crawling over on their knees to get to the mattress. So... Uh, that worked out great. It had a screened-in porch and a beautiful deck that went around the whole thing. It was just uh, really, really nice. Now, again, I say rustic. Okay, so again, a non-camper. I ended up using the restroom and the um, showers and things over at the campsite more than I used them in the cabin. Um, <laughs> the cabin one was small. Very small. Frank and I, no way in God's green earth can we both get in there together. That'd be no way. <laughs> um, so it was very small and it was old. It could have used some refurbishment, you know, a new sink, you know, the shower was a little rough, you know. So. Um, you know, again, a, ca a basic cabin, you know, nothing fancy for sure. Um, but otherwise, really, it was nicely put together and they took good care of it and they're all cedar and, and you know, so for that, in that respect, it was all really good. Um, the best thing about it, so, so it all started in November when, um, it all started in November when we, sorry, when we, um, decided that we had had enough of COVID and that we were just going to want to get away. So I checked into these cabins thinking that even if no one could go with us or whatever, at least we would be out of our house and our four walls. And you really need to rent them like six months in advance. And so we rented it for May. They're not uh, open in the winter. They're only open from May, mid-May to I believe mid-October. Um, so we rented it for the first two weeks they were open, and we thought we would go, and if no one could go with us because COVID was still here, then, you know, so be it. And if we if COVID was better and we had vaccines, that would be great. So it turns out that we were on the great side of that. Right. And it was, you had a really call, like when they, the first day they started taking reservations, and... Uh, Deb did that, and we got the cabin we wanted. Uh, now, if you look on the reservation page now for the state park, they say they're all gone for the whole summer. And I guess I'll take their word for it. Um, even though when we were there, uh, uh, quite a few of the cabins were empty, even though they were showing book. But I don't understand that. So that's something I was going to write to them about and, and see see. But really, they, they're a beautiful place. It was a nice place. The bed was very comfortable. And it is a full bed. So if you're two little people, it's okay. <laughs> but if you're uh, Frank and I, it was yeah, challenging. It, it was challenging because we came from a... Well, for the longest time, we had a queen bed. Then this 
this year we switched to a king bed. And for those of you that, that know me from the meetings, uh, you know everything we went through about that, getting that bed and why we needed it. Because my wife sleeps so hot at night. And The uh, good news was they had an air conditioner in the bedroom as well as in the one. living room. Yeah. And that little air conditioner in the bedroom, it, it froze us out. There were nights yeah. when I was cold. So, yeah. I mean, it was really, really good, I thought. So. But the mattress was amazing. Yeah, I, mattress I, I don't was know comfortable. what it was. I was going to look at it, but it, it was comfortable. You know, we, we had to slide the bed all the way over to the corner to the wall so we wouldn't fall out of bed. <laughs> it was funny. It was. But anyway, and, and the bathrooms are, like she said, challenging. The toilet was so low to the ground that. If you you're know, old, it's, it makes it challenging. Yeah. If you're yeah. young, you'll be just fine. Don't right. worry about it. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so that you know so that's in general what the cabin was now we, we were there for two weeks and in the two weeks we were there we did lots of stuff we, we brought our bikes yes and our new bikes it was great it was a great way to get used to the new bikes because you know you had wide open spaces and, and big paved paths and things that you could actually you know be comfortable riding on and we rode pretty much every day yes um and we would and the path that they have for the bikes goes through the woods it goes out past the beach it goes past the marina and it goes all the way out to the lodge um right on the tip of town and then you could just drive right into town you know go right into town from there which when we went in the mornings, because there wasn't a lot of traffic during the week in the mornings, um, we would just ride into town because they don't have bike lanes there, so it makes it a little bit difficult. Um, but in the morning, there wasn't a lot of cars, and, you know, it all worked out okay that we could actually go into town on our bikes also. And and the, the speed limit in town is like 20 miles an hour, and there's crosswalks everywhere, and uh, people ride golf carts in town. There's street legal there. So, I mean, you could actually take up the whole lane and nobody really gets ticked off at you. Right. So, uh, it was nice. It was fun. And the, the paths were branched off in all different directions, too. I mean, we at the marina, we rode out to the point um, uh, where the break wall comes out of the harbor. It's a little path along these the break wall it's on top of the break wall but they paved it cemented it and deb and i would have never walked out there it was a good half mile out from the marina and uh, it was beautiful i got some great pictures if you looked at them on facebook um so and we rode on a pass an unpaved path because right. the first time i've ever gone with my bike on a unpaved stone path you yeah, know the so challenging it was a gravel path and i found out that you don't want to be the person at, behind the other person on a gravel path. That's it's really dusty. <laughs> then you don't can't see the path too much or the big rack. So. And I'm always in the front. Frank never goes in the front. He rarely even rides up next to me. He I don't know what he's looking for. If he's just looking at my butt in the back or what. But he's always <laughs> in the back of me. Never rides up. I, I never I'm, in the back of him. Because I'm watching you. He that, claims he's protecting me somehow back there. Which she might be, but it's just kind of a weird and thing. And then when I get next to you, you start zigzagging back and forth. I, oh. I, I don't feel comfortable being next to you. Oh. 
Okay. So. Well, I'll remember that. Okay. 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 But anyways, the paths were wonderful. We rode every day. We got lots of exercise, and and all of that was just uh, you know just phenomenal. So the all good there, and it was a little bit before the season starts. Of really, the season in Geneva on the lake doesn't start until Memorial Day. So we were like a couple weeks ahead of that. So we had crowds like on the weekends, but we um, had like during the week, like hardly nobody. So we kind of right. went from nobody to crowds, but so it was kind of a nice mix of all of that. So, I mean, in general, we ate out, we went to the lodge a couple of times, we went, rode our bikes for breakfast one day, and then we had friends come out, we went for dinner one night, and we barbecued a lot. We had, we had my mom and my sister came out, and uh, another friend of ours, and uh, my mom is 91, and she just thought it was a hoot to be there at the cabin. And then uh, we had, uh, for Frank's birthday, which was while we were there, my cousin Sharon and, and um, her husband Dave came, and we barbecued that day and drove around and looked at some sites. And then for the weekend, for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, we had a group of friends come out. Some of them stayed one night with us, some stayed two, some stayed three. Um, they were just their friends that we've had for, you know, 40 years. Yeah. It's kind of like our inner circle group, if you will. And uh, they came out and brought food, and we barbecued, and we also went out to dinner one night. And it, it, that was the best. Having people come out was the entire best part of the whole thing because it had been so long since we'd been together with people. And it was just wonderful to be able to sit down at a picnic table and share food and use the same utensils and not be afraid that you're gonna catch something and have people come inside with you and stand next to you. And uh, just, uh, was it was great. I mean, that part of it, phenomenal, It, it, right? was, it was just so good. I, I, I can't even explain it. These are our friends, like Deb said, that we've had for 40 years or, or longer. Actually, the, the one, one lady, Nancy, uh, I've known since uh, four days after I was born, actually. She was, we were both born in the same hospital at, uh, in Cleveland, uh, Marymount Hospital. No, Booth Memorial. I mean, Booth Memorial, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. and, That's all right, I'll help them out, guys. Thank you, hon. And uh, I was, uh, my mom worked there, and she had me on May 19th. And, you know, back then you stayed in the hospital, uh, both the mother and the baby, for a week, a week or two, yeah. you know. So Nancy was born, what, May 23rd. 23rd. So um, I always tell Nancy, I, I saw, Nancy has very long feet. <laughs> I'm glad, she's probably happy that I'm telling you about this. And long toes, they almost look like fingers, it's sort of scary. But I, I told, uh, I tell Nancy all the time, I saw her. Her little feet up above the 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 bassinet or whatever they kept us in back there, and it it scared me back then. So, so yeah, we've known each other for a long for for our whole lives. Which, and then we met later uh, through my my friend Dennis, uh, and it's uh, been a friendship that we've had forever. As with Jan and Steve, who've been longtime friends too. 
not quite as long, and Sonia. Yeah, we worked together before we were even married. So these are people that we've known for, I mean, just forever, for our whole lives. And to be able to be together with them after a long freaking year of COVID was just phenomenal. We haven't been able to get together with them, you know, because of COVID. And just to see them and to hug them and spend time with them and... It was it was great. It was a great feeling. So anybody who tells you that um, you don't need people and that hugs don't matter, they're crazy. They're Definitely. Definitely. I don't know. I don't know who that is that believes that, but it, I, nobody I know because it made a huge difference in how we felt and and you know it it made certainly makes a huge difference in the memory we have of the whole entire trip for sure. So and. And I have to say that, you know, one of the things that was different for Frank and I that, you know, normally we would have went out in the evening. Now we're older now, so we we, we don't go out much anymore. We're home in bed at 10 or 11 o'clock these days. So, you know, so, you know, but in our past life, before Frank was in recovery, we would have definitely made a point of going downtown to Geneva on the Lake on Friday or Saturday night and doing a bar crawl and hitting all the bars and sitting outside listening to music and you know even when we would we rode our bikes up there in the afternoon some days you know it did occur to me I I, I wasn't um, you know it wasn't like I didn't think of it but it did occur to me that there would be a time when you know we would have uh, went in the bars and sat down and had a couple brews in the afternoon um, kind of was our MO if you will so um, we did still go uptown and we ate ice cream instead and donuts, so I, I'm not sure, you know, if there's some other addiction, but... Um, I, I, I definitely think it is another addiction for me. <laughs> um, but it, it's not like I really missed it, I can't, I can't say that, but as the spouse or the, you know, the significant other, I'm sure people who are in recovery can understand that, you know, the other person is definitely affected by your recovery. And not that I care that much, or even like our friends, they didn't bring alcohol with them we didn't have the blender going we didn't do all the stuff that we would have done in the prior year when frank was not in recovery and i don't think that we actually missed it it's just that it was different the 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 mo of that part of the trip was kind of different than what we're used to so it also gave us a little bit of a and me i can say uh kind of a look into you know, what the future vacations will look like. This is the first time we were away since Frank was in recovery. And so it kind of gave us a look of, you know, this this is what the future vacation will look like. And the, you know, we the other things that we found to do, like ride our bikes and do other things that were not um, surrounded around drinking and that, that type of atmosphere. And I'll, I will say I was... I guess I missed it a little bit. I mean, I, I didn't have any burning desire to get drunk or even to have a beer. Uh, I did sort of feel a little sad, maybe, is what, what it was. And jealous of the people that could drink normally. Um, that's another feeling. It's, uh, and, you know, but I, I lived through it and I enjoyed myself. And, you know, one of the biggest problems I had when I first said, God, I really am an alcoholic and I can't drink anymore was the thought of how it was going to change our life. I thought it was going to be, you know, terrible. Oh my God, you know, and, uh, cause Deb doesn't have a drinking problem. And, um, 
So I I really was sort of crushed like that for that in the beginning, but all was good. I think the I think the lesson or the takeaway from this vacation is that we can go on vacation and have a great time and and visit with our friends and do stuff and it doesn't have to all surround around alcohol and drinking and and even though when we went to dinner people had a drink Frank said and I believe that he was fine with that and didn't, he was okay with it and that's going to happen and it's going to be around us but we know now the lesson we learned is that we don't have to we don't have to do that every day. We don't have to sit around drinking every day and cranking up the blender in order to have a good time. Well, you can still use the blender and make make good non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah, but. Frank wants me to drink stuff that's green, and he can forget <laughs> it because that ain't never going to happen. So forget that. So, so you know, I think there was a lesson. It was a trial air a trial run, so to speak, for yeah, our, our vacations. That especially are especially since we're planning on traveling a lot now that we can. Right. We're so, both retired early, and uh, we were supposed to be traveling this whole year. <laughs> God fooled us on that. Well. I don't know if it was God or the Chinese, but somebody <laughs> fooled us. So, in general, it was a great trip, and there we we the takeaway, you know, the takeaways are good. The biking, for me, was a way to say you really can do this. You can go on other trails. You can you can be active. You know, we're not big walkers. We and swimming, so it, we do swim. So, in addition to our swimming, we can now bike, and so we have something to look forward to there and. Um, and, and honestly, guys, just seeing the lake and the beach, it's just so wonderful to know that that is right around the corner for everybody. Pretty soon we can all be on the beach. The weather's getting that way and we can all be on the beach and we can all be out and we can all be back with our friends and our family and, and just enjoying life again. And, and, and that's what it's all about. So it's a gift. Um, skip from God that we can do that, and um, we're just looking forward to it for the summer. So, I think that covers it, right? Yeah, I just I just want to say what a blessing it was to have have the the time to do that, and that COVID is over as, as much as it can be right now, and that our longtime friends who have loved me all these years through everything uh, were there. Ooh, sorry, I'm getting a little teary-eyed. It, it, was, it was really nice. So, special time. It was a very special time for me. And uh, getting out, being out, being with the people I love, uh, it was good with other people. Stay safe, my friends. Live life on life's terms and take one day at a time. I love you all, guys. And if you, if you, if you like this one, share it. Send it out there. And uh, I thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. A few more things. I want to thank Deb for being on the podcast with me. Uh, I think she did amazing. Uh, if you think so, too, leave me a message at frank.geraci at net. That's frank.geraci, G-E-R-A-C-I, at net. And encourage her to be on more podcasts with me. You can also leave a, a text for us at 440-725-2371. 440-725-2371. And following is a, uh, 
is a message that I received from one of my listeners, Michelle. She did the podcast with me a couple weeks ago. And uh, with that, Frank out. Hi, Frank. This is Michelle. I just want to say that I am a huge fan of Being Frank with Frank. I especially liked your most recent podcast about current events, and I couldn't agree with you more, 150%, my friend. Um, I think you are doing a fantastic job. Keep up the great work, and I'm looking forward to future podcasts. Thanks, Frank.